Have you ever wondered who is doing the research that will impact your future? The Research Podcast lets you meet those people and learn how the University of Kentucky is exploring and strengthening our understanding of the world through research and discovery. Here's Alicia Gregory, Director of Research Communications. Today we'll meet Kaylee Benner, Director of Undergraduate Studies at the UK College of Social Work. Her research focuses on training social work students to identify substance misuse. She starts by telling us what motivated her to pursue research. My first research project involved a child who had been given to the state by his mother. He was 13 years old. He came to the state office with two bags of possessions and two large black trash bags and was told to have a good life. And I just remember thinking, I remember feeling appalled, trying not to judge that mother in those circumstances, but feeling a lot of empathy for this young man and thinking about what his life would be like. So my first research interests really stemmed from that. Does this happen very often? Is this just an anomaly? Or is this something that kids are consistently dealing with, especially adolescents? It really sparked my interest in finding out more. Then I had a second experience. I was a school social worker, and I was working with a child at the time who was, in, who was 10 years old in fifth grade, and he became aggressive towards his principal. And this principal basically said, you're out, you're done, until you get on Ritalin, you're not coming back. It's been a few years ago. Ritalin hasn't been preferred drug for ADHD for a long time. But I remember just being indignant. I was mad. I was angry. You can't kick a kid out of school. And what do you think this 10-year-old's going to be doing? You know, his parents are working all day. He's home by himself. And you're going to send him home. And that's not really incentive for returning to school. And so I... I'm going to research that. I'm going to find, can a principal really do that? And yes, a principal really can kick, because I'm thinking this kid needs to be in school suspension, not out of school suspension. And I was wrong. And it just kind of lit a fire in me. I need to know more so I can better serve the population that I'm working with. So tell me a little bit about the area of research you focused on and what you're doing right now. Since I finished my PhD, one of the areas I've been focusing on is substance use training for social work students and, and social work practitioners, too. One of the things that I knew from my own experiences as a social work practitioner, even with a decade of experience under my belt, it was still hard for me to ask about substance use. And in today's world, when it's prescription drugs, when a doctor has said and given you permission to use that medication, it's even harder. And so whenever I became a social work educator, that was one thing I wanted to help my students do, gain confidence in asking those tough questions, know that they weren't being intrusive, know that it was part of every assessment to be able to understand what substance misuse look like, uh, what it sounded like. There's all kinds of codes. Oh, I, I just party a little bit. There's, I get messed up sometimes. And then there's also people who minimize, oh, I don't do it more than anybody else. Or it's common, you know, for my age, which is, you know, a, a good excuse for college age students. And so I had to learn a lot myself. But then I wanted to instill that confidence and that knowledge in social work students as well, because I knew that they'd be practitioners and having to ask those hard questions. So what have been some of the most fulfilling moments for you in terms of your research? So my research has been a lot of fun. Uh, for all that there are challenges uh, within it, one of the things I think our social work students love is uh, that the training is actually multidisciplinary. And so not only are social work students receiving this training, but also the, the residents at Family and Community Medicine are also receiving the same identical training. And so that helps validate for them their need for it, but it also helps them know their importance of being at the table and being a provider to try to help prevent substance misuse. It's also fun to work with the 
multitude of professionals. You know, the, everybody's involved from pharmacists to physicians to the social workers to the nurses to the dietitians even who work with people in, in helping meet their uh, holistic needs. So that's a lot of fun too, knowing that there's good professionals that people have as supportive resources. So how has your research impacted the way you train your students? So it's impacted it significantly, I think. You know, I used to think that we needed to help educate students so that they'd know why they were doing what they were doing. But what I've learned is that they need to not only know why, but they need to know how. Um, sometimes the knowing why doesn't always easily translate into skills and in knowing. And one of the hardest parts about assessing for substance misuse for social workers is just starting that conversation and then not being intimidated by it. Some people are more naive about drug and alcohol use than others, and some are, are kind of savvy and can, you know, understand what, what language means, but all of us have to follow up and ask those harder questions, even when maybe the, the other person is kind of saying, it's my business. We still have to say, do you think it's affecting other parts of your life? even though it is they're obviously still their business. And I think that's a tough sell. So one of the pieces that education has brought to my research and research has brought to my education is that fact that we need to learn that application. We need to learn the skills to actually apply that knowledge, not just the knowledge and assume that then we'll have the skills necessary to apply it. Excellent. So tell me in a little bit more detail about this grant, the interdisciplinary grant with the SBIRT yes. training model. So what, what is that specifically? Okay. So SBIRT stands for Screening, Brief Intervention, and Referral to Treatment. And so the screening piece of that uh, is really based on a medical model. So it's, it's everything you've heard of how much is in an appropriate drink. People can put, you know, oh, no, I don't binge because I only have one or two drinks at a time. But yet that one or two drink contains what we would consider four or five different alcoholic ver versions. For alcohol, you have to have a certain number before you can screen positive for potential misuse. For drug use and abuse, um, any amount of illegal drug use is considered a positive screen, whereas for prescribed medication, it's if they've used it whenever it hasn't been for the situation prescribed. And so it can be a little bit different. So the screening part is really based upon the medical model. The brief intervention and referral to treatment is based on motivational interviewing. So students actually learn skills uh, from a theory, motivational interviewing theory, that they can then apply to working with their clients. It's really a great intro for students because the theory and the model helps them set boundaries. I'm not responsible for you. You're responsible for you. So how can you and I work together to identify what, you know, would maybe help you change? It's also based on trans-theoretical change theory in which the, you know, there's different stages that people can be in. And it starts at pre-contemplative so stages before I've even thought that I need to change any behavior at all. Here I am. Um, and it helps students identify what stage so that they don't keep banging their head asking about this. Okay, I'm not even there yet. You're way ahead of me, so you need to, you know, find something else to focus on. And it also helps students have tools if somebody's not there yet. You know, if they're not even thoughtful or intentional that maybe drug and alcohol use is altering their life in some way that they don't necessarily even want. It helps students get the tools then to uh, be able to start that conversation. And sometimes for some people it takes multiple conversations before they're even willing to change. But it also has students use specific tools like there's a readiness ruler. It's fairly common. Scale of 1 to 10, how ready are you to maybe think about changing those behaviors related to drug and alcohol use? And then people pick 
a number. If you picked four and you told me you were at four, I would praise that. But then you're thinking probably that, well, I picked a low number. Why is she acting like that's a good thing? <laughs> so then I would explain that because you're at a four, that means there's some thought there, right? Tell me about those thoughts. What would be better? What would maybe look different for you? So it gives students specific tools to use with clients to help clients and look at what they're actually doing. So is this a tool that is just being used by social work students, or is it wider than that? Oh, it's, it, and that's the multidisciplinary part. So a nurse can use this. Uh, in fact, we have an expert grant in, in the College of Nursing here as well. So a physician can use that. So it's really uh, designed to be interdisciplinary. So it provides all health providers with that same tool to use, which isn't that great for a client or a patient to have the same consistent messages from all the health providers that they come in contact with. That also helps them start thinking about change. That's excellent. Because yeah. I know, I mean, a lot of people won't seek help for that issue, but if it's addressed in their primary care setting, yeah. they might be more likely to actually do something about it. And so what we know is you're exactly right. People who uh, want help, uh, maybe don't even know that they want help, but people maybe who are starting to think of, I maybe need to start doing something different. They don't typically say to somebody, you know, I might want to change this up a little bit. What they do is they go to their doctor because they haven't been feeling well, they've been having stomach aches or headaches or some kind of physical ailment. And so typically it's those patients that we screen then that we can identify we need to start this process with. The great news about this too is that insurance, including Medicaid, is now starting to pay for that screening process because in the past physicians, you know, had a huge barrier. I get X amount of time, my patient has these complaints. I don't know if they're related to substance abuse or not, and I don't have any time to find out. Now that they're getting funded for it, they can spend that time to actually find out. Then if a person does screen positive, they can actually be handed off to a social worker then to help deal with some of those other issues. That's wonderful. It, it's fabulous. Absolutely. I'm so excited about it. And our Department of Family and Community Medicine has implemented, and they've done two pilot screenings so far, in which they screen everybody who comes in. And that's pretty cool, too, because Kentucky, as you know, has a high rate of drug and alcohol use. And if, if that's our point of access, then we need to take full advantage, because once we get access, we have resources. But we can't impose resources upon people. And we can't identify people who need those resources if they're not able to come in. So the doctor's office is a great first point of contact. So how did you end up at UK? Hmm. So great, great question. I really love UK. People are so supportive here. I wanted to be at a Research One Institute. I wanted to be in a college of social work. And I wanted to be in a place that valued people. I, you know, have heard stories from colleagues, and I just wanted to make sure that I felt good about the place. I also wanted to be in a place that I could truly have that balance as a researcher and an educator because I see that they're so intricately tied. And I felt that UK gave me that opportunity. Some of the things I was working on before was also present at UK, so I was able to step right into some of those, and it certainly has felt like home. I've been here a year and a half, and I'm very much glad to be here. Excellent. I would think that, you know, some of the multidisciplinary things you were talking about, having all of those different areas here is a benefit. Absolutely. So, uh, and that's another piece about UK is not just the size of it, but it's really, it, because it's a Research One Institute and because it's a land-grant institute, it feels that obligation to every person in this commonwealth. And so it's preparing practitioners to help people across the commonwealth. And I wanted to be a part of that. 
So what would you tell someone who's thinking about joining the research enterprise here at UK? I would tell them that I think we have wonderful infrastructure here. I've been so grateful to have the assistance for not just pre-award, but post-award as well. And even just brainstorming with colleagues on uh, appropriate grant funding sources, appropriate research, I guess, endeavors to fit specific funding needs. That's been a great part of that, too. I have never had the collegiality that I've had since I've been at UK. There's tremendous infrastructure here uh, for undergraduates to do research, and I love that. So not only do I get to work with social work students who are interested, but also work with students across campus that maybe I've connected with in a class, maybe have just looked at my bio and seen common interests too. But that's really a, a neat piece about UK too. And working with undergraduates in research, you know, they're wide open, they have lots of time, lots of energy, and lots of great ideas too. And so that's, that's a really fun piece of the research project to is extending that education beyond the classroom to extend actually knowledge and awareness of their world and where they're going to go as a future practitioner, whatever role that might be. Because today's world is not, I do my job, you do yours. It's more about how can we do our jobs together to collectively be more effective. Any job uh, ultimately should serve people. I think this generation gets that, which is kind of fun. Thank you for listening to The Research Podcast. To subscribe to our podcasts on SoundCloud or iTunes, search University of Kentucky Research Media and visit our site, reveal.uky.edu.